All right, we're going to go ahead and get started tonight. Uh, so glad that you are here. Uh, we have a very special guest uh, this evening. Dr. Maloof and I, we got, uh, we got to talking a few months ago and started talking about uh, just setting the pace for the new year. And sometimes singles can, uh, single adults and, and everybody, as, Dr., uh, as Pastor Rick has been talking about, can fill their life with so much stuff and they just get so busy and so wrapped up with career and, and all this type of stuff that they're just walking around like these, these balls just, uh, just ready to explode. There's so much tension all over their, their lives, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and all these things. And so she volunteered to come and just give some practical tips of how to alleviate stress and different things in your life. And just so happens that Pastor Rick decides he wants to plop a, a whole series on running on empty in the middle of what we're doing tonight. So it's so good to see you guys. Let's pray to get started, and then I will bring up uh, Dr. Maloof, okay? God, thank you for creating us, for giving us life. And Father, I know that you desire for us to be your children of peace. That means that we are ones who communicate peace to the world, that we communicate love to the world. But Father, we're also ones who live in that peace and who live in that love. And God, may tonight be a useful time, very practical time of just figuring out ways and and looking at tools that that we can use to make sure that we live... uh, as stress-free lives as we possibly can. May you be glorified uh, in this time tonight. These are, this is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, without further ado, Dr. Maloof, come on up here. Y'all give her a big revolution welcome. I have, I have this. Nice. I have the uh, special mic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that yeah you know. I'm a little more special than you, I'm sorry. But I'm really excited to be here tonight to talk about stress. And it's as if Pastor Rick and I had a special team meeting to coordinate this whole thing. But actually, we planned this four months ago before Pastor Rick actually got in this health kick where he wants to lose 65 pounds by Christmas. And now he's doing walk and worship. And then last weekend, he talked about stress. I'm like, Rick, you're taking my material, you know? But... Talk about God's timing. So this is so awesome. And then we got an email from Pastor Rick this week that said he wants Saddleback to be the healthiest church in America. Is that unbelievable? So I'm going to teach you how we're going to be the healthiest church in America. And it's going to begin right here, right now. How many of you have stress? Okay. So is your stress level like way up here? I mean, I'm six foot one, but is your stress like higher than me? So we're going to take your stress from here down to here. How many of you can use just a little bit more energy? Take your energy from here and lift it up. I'm going to give you life-changing tools that you can implement right now. And I know Pastor Rick told me to speak slowly, but I have so much information that if I don't talk in a faster pace, I'm never going to get through all this, and I'd rather give you more information So you can pick and choose on what you want to implement into your life. Is that good or is that good? All right. So the first stress-reducing exercise, we're going to have fun. Tonight we're going to have a lot of fun. And it's going to be a tribute to James Brown. So I'm going to have everybody stand up and face that wall. And we're going to hit the music. And put your hands on the shoulder of the person front. We're going to do the saddleback massage training. Top of the shoulders. I knew that I wouldn't. All the way down the back. So good. All the way down so the back. Good. How do you feel? You. Woo! you guys are looking good. You guys are giving me energy. Okay. Karate chops. Karate chops. I want to hear the oohs and the ahs. Remember when you were a kid? Okay, turn around and return the favor. 
shoulder. Top of the shoulder. Top of the shoulder. All the way down the back. All the way down the back. You guys are smiling. Are you shaking your hips? Are you feeling good? Are you energized? Okay. Karate chop. Karate chop. I don't hear the ooze and on. Press the back. Where's your favorite spot? Where is it? On your back. How do you feel? Good. I can't hear you. Right on. Right on. Great. Give yourselves a pat on the back. I did a great job. Give your neighbor a pat on the back. Say thanks for taking care of me. Woo. How many of you feel more energized than you did a few minutes ago? This could be a regular thing at the main church. What do you think? I mean, I'm going to have to talk to Pastor Rick about that. But tonight we're going to teach you how to fit spiritual fitness, physical fitness, nutritional fitness, mind fitness, body fitness into your life. And at the end, I'm going to run through a day in the life of Maloof so you can learn and implement these tools that I've learned over the last 17 years that I've learned myself. And my mission is to heal the planet. And that's what I'm going to share with you, how I got interested in the healthcare profession. I mean, I grew up in a small town in Connecticut. I thought I was a healthy kid. I mean, we had a garden in our own backyard. My mom made everything from scratch. Uh, they put me on the swim team when I was five. And I swam two hours every day, so I was used to working out my whole childhood, uh, two hours. And uh, the only health issue that I had was sinus and allergy problems. And it got so bad that I was never able to breathe. So I sounded like I had a cold all the time. You know how you sound like that? So people would be like, oh, are you sick? I'm like, no, that's just how I am. And <laughs> sorry, but I have a nasal talk. And my mom brought me from doctor to doctor to doctor, trying to figure out the solution to my problem. And the only solution they had came in a bottle, a pill, a shot, you know, to fix the problem. My mom never believed in medication, so I continued to suffer with the problem. And then I was on the tennis team, and then when I got into high school, of course, being 73 inches tall, the coach chased me around the school till I pleaded with me to play basketball, so I actually had to learn how to play basketball freshman year in high school. Whew. But I, I loved it. I mean, I was just, you know, I was the center of the team. It was fantastic. And I took matters in my own hands because I figured if I could breathe, I could probably run faster down the court. So I went to the drugstore, and I looked in the aisle, and I saw this nose spray, and I used it, and I was like, why didn't anybody ever tell me about this? I mean, it was like I could breathe and I sounded, my voice sounded normal. And I got really excited, but I never read the fine print where it says, do not use for more than a week. And uh, so I'm a recovering nose spray addict. They should add that to celebrate recovery if anybody wants to come to a support group on that. But um, Has anybody ever used nose spray before that wants to admit it? I mean, okay, for those of you, you know what it's like. If you run out, if you don't have it, I mean, you literally cannot breathe. And uh, so I was using it six times a day for two years, and I'm only 15 years old by now. I'm thinking, I'm going to burn a hole through my nose, but you've got to do what you got to do. And uh, my mom kept researching, and somebody had told her that chiropractic could help with sinus and allergy problems. And probably like most people in America, I thought she was out of her mind. I said... Nobody's touching my spine. I have the perfect posture. I'm an athlete. I don't have any problems, so, you know. And uh, she's like, I don't care what you think. You're coming with me. And she dragged me into the office like so many mothers drag their kids in. And um, they found out the second bone in my neck was out of alignment. Well, it had gone out of alignment when I was born. I was 10 pounds, one ounce, a small child. And <laughs> so small opening, huge head twist so naturally I got out of alignment at birth and that's why I wasn't able to breathe and then when I was two years old my mom looked the other way I fell off the high chair and uh, fell and broke my collarbone so 
of course, they wrapped that up, but nobody ever examined my neck. And for those of you that are familiar with your spine, your nerves, your C2 goes directly to your sinuses. So when the chiropractor adjusted my spine, I was able to breathe and I was like, wow, this is miraculous. This is unbelievable. And I knew that I wanted to be a doctor. I just never knew what kind of doctor. And something, the light bulb went on and it made sense to me that it was a female chiropractor and she just used her hands and realigned my body and then God healed my body. So that made total sense to me. So that began my passion and my mission to become a chiropractor. And so I'm from Connecticut. I did my undergrad at UConn, go Huskies. And then my dream was to come to California. That was my dream. My family's dream was, why don't you go to chiropractic school in New York? It's only two hours from home. I'm like, but it's sunnier in California and there's surfers in California. And so it was this torn thing. And my dad's like, there's earthquakes in California. I'm like, I know there is, but... I decided to go with my gut instinct and moved to California and I arrived at LAX with two suitcases and a dream and my dream was to heal the planet to make a difference in the lives of others. I didn't know one person so there was nobody to pick me up from LAX so I took the shuttle and um, my first friend that I made actually was at Whittier Cyclery because I couldn't afford a car so I bought a 12-speed Bianchi bike so you would see me riding around uh, on my bike all over California. And that was when the Night Stalker was there, so you can see the stress level of my mother. You know, <laughs> worry that at night, you know, I'm riding my bike, somebody's going to hurt me. But um, anyway, so then I started chiropractic school. Absolutely loved it. I loved it and um, graduated. And I had... Uh, see, I've experienced physical stress and emotional stress. That's why I have compassion for my patients and that's why I know how to correct things. I mean, I was in a car accident when I was 18 on my birthday where somebody came on the wrong side of the road and I saw headlights and I was in a head-on collision. And uh, fortunately, I'm alive. So that was the miracle. But um, none of these accidents were my fault. I was in three major car accidents when I got a concussion and uh, so I know what it feels like not to be able to lift your head off the pillow and not to be able to move your head. Um, and so I, if you list all the symptoms that people come in with, I've had every single one of them, like migraine, headaches, numbness down your arms, pain in your neck, sciatic pain, foot pain, knee pain from basketball, breathing issues. I mean, I'm, I was a basket case. And then... <laughs> When I, before I even got out of school, I did a one-year internship, and they let me out because I had seen twice the amount of patients that I needed to see in a year. I saw them in six months. They were like, go, get a job, go somewhere, and do an internship. And I had three bad experiences working for chiropractors. Here I was so excited. I felt good about myself. I was number one in my class. And they took my self-esteem from here, and I felt about as big as this because basically... Uh, you know, they told me, uh, you know, to empty the trash. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm a doctor, you know. And they, one doctor wouldn't even let me speak to the patients, like have a conversation. It was pretty much, uh, I was treated very unfairly, unfairly. So I went from one job to the next job, to the fire, to the fire pit. And finally, when I got my license, I mean, I pretty much was thinking, I don't even know if I want to become a chiropractor because I, I felt so... Like, I'm not good enough, or, you know, here I've been here, and now I'm down here. And that's how I realized how emotional stress affects your health, because I had chronic bronchitis for eight months just from the emotional stress. I had no idea why I was coughing for eight months, thinking, what is wrong with me? So then when I graduated, I decided to open up my own practice. Again, the family's like, come back to Connecticut, where everybody knows you. Move to the small town, we have a building for you. Would I pick the easy way out? Oh, no. Let's move to Laguna and open up a practice in Mission Viejo where you know absolutely nobody and go knock on people's doors and introduce yourself. And uh, So I started out in a polar bear cage in the back of somebody's office, pretty much, and started one patient at a time and actually overcame my fear. My biggest fear was actually speaking in front of people, but I figured if my mission is to heal the planet... 
I think I need to talk to more than one person at a time. So, you know, I figured my first class was actually at my office, and I was hoping nobody would show up. People would sign up for class. I'm like, you really don't want to come. I have nothing to say, and you're not going to have a good time. Don't show up. So 17 people came, and, I mean, my office was literally a polar bear cage. So people were, like, crammed into this office. And I'm, like, speaking, and I was all stressed out and thinking, what am I going to say? And, and people, were, you know, people were actually interested in what I had to say. I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool. And people were asking questions, and then people brought their families in to see me. And I, like, doubled my practice just from that one-hour talk. And that became my vision and my passion to, to speak. And my big vision is to have Heal the Planet conferences around the country to teach people how to be healthy. Because if you have goals, dreams, and desires for your life, but you don't have enough energy at the end of the day to achieve them, how are you going to do it? It's great that you have a dream, but if you, don't, if you can't pursue that, and that's what I'm going to teach you, how to have the energy. So that's how I learned, basically, my first year in practice, I was in worse shape than three-quarters of my patients. At the end of the day, I'm thinking, I know you guys are complaining, but I never told people I was in pain. (laughs) But I mean, pretty much at the end of the day, I'm thinking, how am I going to do this for another 50 years? This is insane. So that prompted me to study physical stress, how to clear out physical stress, how to clear out emotional stress from the past, and the nutritional component. Because if you want outstanding results, you have to treat all three components. If you just want okay results, then you just do one thing. And what I realized, that God is my business partner. And he's great. I mean, he always shows up on time. He never argues with me. He loves me unconditionally. And pretty much the days that he's not my business partner, those are the days that I wake up at four in the morning with my mind spinning, worrying about everything. So when I surrender to him, he's in control. Basically, my job is to remove the nerve impulses from your body on all three levels, physical, emotional, nutritional, and then he heals your body. I mean, it's pretty simple. You know, turning the power back on your body so your body can work. I mean, it's that simple. That's what chiropractic is. And I've studied all these different techniques because I need to correct myself. And that's why I've come up with the Maloof plan to basically help people achieve health on the next level. Does that make sense? And so what stress does, it affects the weak link in your body. How many of you get headaches when you're stressed? Okay? That means the nerve impulses in your neck are blocked. How about stomach pain or you get indigestion? The nerves in here are blocked. How about lower back pain? You get stiff. Okay? That's from sitting. Sitting compresses your disc. So all those are affected. And I'm going to give you some tools and some exercises to help with that. But that's what it's all about. So that's what I do every day. Every day is a miracle in my office because I get people that have been to every doctor and haven't gotten help. And they come in to see me and they're like, wow. I mean, I had a girl who drove an hour. I mean, she came in a wheelchair and crutches. She had been in a wheelchair and crutches for, you know, most of her childhood. She was 11 years old. No doc- I mean, she had every test done. Nobody could figure it out. She had migraine headaches, and they were making fun of her, saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. you imagine the girl cannot walk? And she came in to see me, and she was just, she was just a special person. And uh, so I said, your spine's out of alignment. We took x-rays, and I adjusted her, and she carried her crutches out. She's like, you know, she's, <laughs> I mean, you know. What, I mean, that's, that's exciting to me, okay? I just had an eight-month-old baby who was born with torticollis, which is a crooked neck, and was spitting up all the time, and she had been on medication for eight months, and they said she'd have to have a surgery her, at age one. And her mother's like, what am I supposed to do? So I adjusted her. I mean, her digestive system was out of alignment. Her neck was out of alignment. And her mother came in the next day. She's like, guess what? My baby didn't spit up. I mean, it's just amazing because God created our bodies to work. He created our bodies to work. I mean, he didn't, he didn't put an extra gallbladder in to be removed. I mean, you know, it's just we have all these organs taken out. Where's the world's greatest drugstore? 
It's our own body. Okay, our body knows what to do at the right time, except we're so stressed out popping pills all the time, uppers, downers, pain pills. We don't even know what's going on, and that's what's happening. So we need to remove that physical stress to allow your body to heal. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, I'm going to give you a stress exercise. When you get stressed out, what's the number one thing you stop doing? Breathing, right? And breathing, you take 20,000 deep breaths a day. 20,000 breaths. So I'm going to teach you. Everybody sit up straight. I'm going to teach you how to do deep diaphragmatic breathing. So place your hand on your lower abdomen and inhale through your nose and hold it as long as you can and then exhale through your mouth. I want you to keep doing this while I tell you the benefits of deep diaphragmatic breathing. It's going to oxygenate your body. It's going to increase your energy. It's going to flush out your lymphatic system. It's going to take all those red blood cells that are clumped together from your stress and separate them. How many of you need more oxygen in your brain? I know I need oxygen in my brain all the time. I'm constantly breathing. So if you can take 10 deep breaths three times a day, it's going to increase your energy. So how many of you are willing to do that? So you think, well, I don't have time to deep breathe, do I? Okay. So if you're sitting at a red light and you're like, hurry up. We're all stressed out. Okay. So that is the time that you deep breathe, right? When you're in line at the bank and there's five people ahead of you and you're just stressed out, you can deep breathe while you're in line at the bank. You don't have to tell the people in line at the bank, I am deep breathing. Can you hear me? Do you, you know, I'm breathing. Won't you join me? Okay, you can just breathe wherever, whenever. You can take health breaks at work instead of coffee breaks. How many of you are addicted to coffee? How many of you need three cups of coffee to wake you up in the morning? Okay? I did this whole 10 Minutes to Better Health series on uh, fit while you sit, health breaks, ergonomics, all that. So it was taped at this videoscape company. And so by me taping, they were taping me there. Um, they had, you know, the donuts, the coffee, the garbage. And I'm like, oh, man, that's disgusting. But anyways, so... The next time I came back, because I was filming one at a time, I did four segments. I came back and I see Kevin like doing all these stretches at his desk. He's like, Dr. Maloof, this stuff works, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, you know, doing it for the heck of it, you know. <laughs> but he was actually implementing. And then I saw fruit bowls instead of the donuts. So, I mean, I go into corporations and companies and teach them how they can become healthier because it increases your performance and your productivity as well. Okay, another stress reliever is laughter. Did you know that laughter is internal jogging for your body? Can you guys just like laugh a little bit? I mean, you know, I mean, I go to this laughter yoga class. There's actually a laughter yoga class in Laguna Beach. I swear. The first time I went, I mean, I was hysterical. I, I mean, I, I mean, I was embarrassed. I was hoping nobody would walk by that I knew and. Because, I mean, we're just like acting like little kids and uh, laughing hysterically for a half an hour. Do you know what it's like, the endorphin release after that? I mean, I was like, I don't care. You cut me off? That's great. Keep, I lost my keys. I don't care about anything. But it, it taught me something valuable that in a stressful situation, you can just laugh about it. And there was, did you guys hear about Norm Cousins, the man that laughed himself back to health? It was in the New England Journal of Medicine. This is actually a true story. Norm Cousins had this connective tissue disorder where he basically was bedridden. He could only, I mean, he couldn't even move a muscle. I mean, his finger just about bent. So he was bedridden in the hospital, and he was on heavy-duty pain medication. And somebody said, why don't you watch the Three Stooges? Why don't you start laughing? So they started getting him Three Stooges movies, and he realized if he could deep belly, I deep belly ache laugh for 10 minutes, it would give him an hour's worth relief of pain. So he did this, and actually he was laughing so loud that he was actually disturbing the other patients, so they kicked him out of the hospital. So then he had to go to a hotel and get a private nurse, and he basically laughed himself back to health. 
and I know this is a true story, it not only is in the Journal of Medicine, but actually one of my patients dated Norm Cousin's daughter. What are the chances of that happening? And um, he said, yeah, he was telling me all about that. He goes, I never married her, but, you know, it was, it was fun uh, dating her. And uh, so I thought that was so, so funny. So you guys got to laugh more. Even if you have to just pretend laughing, you still get that release. If you ever want to go to laughter yoga, it's on Laguna Beach every morning, 7.45. (laughs) Okay? Okay. How many of you want to learn how to eat healthy on the run? Yay. Right. How many of you started a diet this year? Okay. What's the first three letters in the word diet? Okay. So that's why I've never been on a diet. I don't want to die. But seriously, I've tried every diet on the planet. I really have. Because I'm the type of person that experiments with things so I can get the feeling of what it's like, so I can find out what's best. And I came up with the alkalized, energized principle. And as a principle, how many of you have heard of that? Okay, a few. You guys, this is breakthrough stuff. This is what matters. Um, First, I want to talk about God's food and man's food. The thing is, God's food is kind of like on the wayside, and man's food has taken over, right? I mean, see this Coke? Is this God's food or man's food? All right. So when you think of drinking your next Coke, think of this cocktail of sugar, 10 teaspoons of sugar, okay? Do you wonder why kids are hyped up these days? Hyperactivity. How many of you drink Coke? Okay. This was good in biochemistry to clean out the drain pipes. I just want to. That's just a side note. That's what we used to do. But this is man's drink. No. Is it God's drink or man's drink? God. Okay. Pure water. You should drink eight of these at least a day to cleanse your body. When you wake up in the morning, if you drink two glasses of water with fresh squeezed lemon, that detoxifies your body. So do that before you drink your three cups of coffee, okay? (laughs) Now, everybody is into fast food, right? So I drive by McDonald's, Taco Bell, and I see like seven cars in line at the drive-thru. I'm thinking, that's not fast food. It's going to take them at least 15, 20 minutes just to get through the drive-thru and get the food. And there's a store right down there where they could run and get, you know, an apple or a potato. You know, this is, you know, is it better to eat a potato or potato chips? Right. So, I mean, people were like, oh, potatoes are fattening. No, it's potatoes are fattening if, you know, you have potato chips, okay? You can eat real food. And the thing is, it's easier to eat healthier than ever. I mean, they even cut up your salads for you, people. You can go to the store. You can go get apples already sliced up. You don't even have to sit there and slice them. I mean, it's easier than ever. You can go to Trader Joe's and have a salad already made for you. This isn't brain surgery. This isn't rocket science. I mean, it's easy. You just have to make a choice, a conscious choice. So getting back to the alkalized, energized principle, the more alkaline your body is, the more energy you're going to have. The more acid your body is, it's going to slow you down. So what do you think the American diet is? Pure acid, okay? The only thing that creates alkalinity in your body is what? Fruits and vegetables, and that's it. So think about your diet. How many of you think you get at least 20% fruits and vegetables in your diet? Raise your hand. 30? 40? 50? 60? 70? Okay, 70 is what you need, okay? You're thinking, oh my goodness gracious. So typical American diet, what? What do you have for breakfast? Cereal, coffee, muffins, donuts, right? Lunch, Big Mac, supersize the fries. But I'll have a Diet Coke because I'm watching my weight, right? (laughs) And then pick up Taco Bell on the way home from work, right? Or pizza. Pizza's good, right? Pure acid. Love it. I mean, how do you feel after Thanksgiving? Feel like jogging five miles? Or there are not enough couches in the house for everybody. (laughs) And then you wake up the next morning saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to work out. But there's pie and 
leftover turkey and stuffing. But so I'm going to show you how you can alkalize your diet. So in the morning, I have an alkalizing protein shake. I have alkalizing protein powder that I have in my office, and I put fruit and make a smoothie. So that's pure alkaline, pure energy to start your day. Remember, breakfast, break your fast. It's the most important meal of the day. It's the number one meal that people skip. How many of you out here skip breakfast? Okay? You need to change that one thing. If you change that one thing, it will change your energy. Um, For lunch, if you have a salad with every meal... Raw, I was on a raw diet for six months. I did an experiment. You can lose weight on a raw diet. I just want to let you know that. I mean, I dropped weight. I mean, my pants were like falling off. I, I, but I mean, I, I lasted six months, which is pretty good, until I lectured on a cruise. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was Christmas. Everybody else is eating. I'm like, that's it. I can't take it anymore. <sighs> So then I came up with the 80-20 plan. 80% of the time, I followed the program. And then if I'm on a cruise, I'm at a party, it's a holiday, I do whatever I want. I have fun. I don't worry about it. Because guilt will supersede the actual food that you're going to eat. I mean, a lot of people, how many of you are closet cookie eaters? Okay. If you eat a bag of cookies, nobody saw you eat it. It's not going anywhere, man. No, I didn't eat it. I didn't touch it. Why is that empty? I don't know. I don't know who came. I mean, I'm the queen of cream. I mean, I grew up, I had the childhood dream. My family had Maloof ice cream since 1903. My grandfather started ice cream. I mean, we're talking ice cream, 21% butterfat. We're not talking, you know, locale, of course. So, I mean, my child, I mean, we had an extra freezer in the garage just to house the extra ice cream and the products. I mean, talk about being popular as a kid. I mean, there was no ice cream trucks going down. I mean, who's going to pay for ice cream on an ice cream truck? Let's go to Maloof. She has free ice cream in in her garage. The kids would line up after school. Here, just help yourself. Don't worry about it. And um, my dad would bring home different flavors for me to try. I was like the connoisseur of ice cream. And I I loved ice cream. I mean, I tell people to eat six times a day because many meals throughout the day eat light at night. I mean, my mom put French vanilla on my oatmeal in the morning. She's, that's my mom back there, Rose. Wave, Rose. We love her. And that's my sister, Maureen. We are the Heal the Planet team. And uh, so I grew up eating a lot of ice cream. And I realized why I was so happy as a kid when I was thinking about stress. Stress spelled backwards is dessert. I, I was, that's why I was so happy. I was eating dessert all the time. But of course now, I only have ice cream on special occasions that 20% of the time. And, um, but, you know, what I'm saying is, you can change your diet and it will change your life. Just small changes will make a huge difference. If you eat, how many of you eat late at night? You snack late at night. Or if you're stressed out, you start eating. A lot of people, when you're stressed out, you eat, you don't even realize what you're eating. You just, I mean, the thing is not to have it around. You can't eat just one potato chip, can you? If you have this big bag. And everything's large. Costco, everything's big, you know. Let's get the big thing of jelly belly. Crazy. That's why we have our special dark chocolate. How many of you have the special dark chocolate? This is good for you. You can have a healthy dessert. So, how many of you think you can make your body more alkaline? Also, enzymes are the key. That's what I learned when I was on the raw diet. By the time you're 27 years old, and I'm just about there, um, (laughs) I, I realized that you stop your body every time you eat cooked food. This I learned this on my raw diet, which is all enzymes. You, every time you eat cooked fi- food, your body utilizes these enzymes. So your enzymes are depleted. That's why people gain weight. By the time they're 30, they start gaining weight here, here, and here because their bodies don't have enough enzymes to deplete it. So I've, tr- I've spent thousands of dollars trying every enzyme out there. And I found the enzymes that work the best and the fastest. 
And if you take enzymes with every meal, it's going to help with your digestion and you'll never gain weight. I mean, it's amazing. And then I also have this barley green, which is like eating pounds and pounds of green vegetables. I mean, how many of you are eating kale and collard greens and spinach every day? I know you have that delivered to your house. Buckets. But, I mean, I over-alkalize. I mean, if there's anything wrong with me, I probably over-alkalize because I, you know, if, I, if people say exercise one hour, I'll exercise two. If people say take 10 barley green, I'll take 20. That's just how I am. So I'd rather have more alkaline reserve. So if I you know, have some ice cream, I, I, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. So that's the whole key that I learned on diet, the greens, the enzymes, and eating small meals throughout the day because that increases your metabolism. I mean, the healthy felt fats are avocados, raw almonds, olive oil, and coconut oil actually will increase your metabolism and help with your thyroid. Healthy proteins, salmon, tuna, Chicken, turkey, you know, small amounts of the white cheese don't have the orange cheese for the coloring. Um, so if you combine the fat, the protein, and a fruit or a vegetable, that's what you need to do for each meal. We even have hummus in my healthy eating book. I have a recipe for hummus. You can make hummus in five minutes. Uh, a lot of people come to me and say, Dr. Maloof, I can't lose any weight. I, I mean, I really don't eat anything. Okay, and I have a food diary, and I say, fill out what you're not eating and let me take a look at it, and I'll let you know. It's like, oh yeah. So, diet, okay, it's a lifestyle, the whole alkalized, energized principle. I didn't, even did an audio tape on it because it's, so, it's such a great principle that you need to listen to it over and over again to actually practice it. Now, how about fitting fitness into your life? How many of you like to exercise? Oh, good. We have a great group. Now, Pastor Rick is actually exercising. They have walk and worship. Fitting spiritual fitness, the physical fitness combined together, which that was my idea, Pastor Rick, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, But I always talk about, you know, reciting scriptures while you walk or, or this kind of thing. I have a rower at home and my favorite scripture is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I could row for like 10 minutes and I mean, repeat that scripture over and over. I mean, you know how strong you are if you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me for 10 minutes straight? I mean, you are wired. You are charged up. So you can do that. How many of you have been to walk and worship? Okay, great. I was thinking, I was talking to Pastor Clayton, we should have a singles walk and worship. You guys should go. I mean, I usually go on Wednesday nights, but they have it Monday, Wednesday, Friday nights at 6 and Tuesday, Thursday morning at 6 in the morning. I usually make it on Wednesday night. But you guys, it's a great opportunity to meet people, to walk, to get exercise, to worship. They're singing at the end. I mean, I was listening to the Walk and Worship song. Have you heard it? Walking and worship. You guys heard it? Or, no? Okay. So I was listening to it on my way over here because it's such a goofy song. It makes me smile. So I, I like it. Um, but Fitting Fitness. How many of you spend time on the phone? Okay, so we're going to combine a daily routine with an exercise. So you're going to burn fat while you chat. Got it? (laughs) See? You don't have to tell the person on the other line that you're exercising unless you're like (gasps) huffing and puffing. But hopefully, because a lot of times I exercise while I'm on the phone. Um, And then you could do, you know, your deltoids, your triceps, right? Isn't that good? If you don't have a weight... You can grab, not the Coke, because you shouldn't even have that here, but a water bottle. You know, I am strong. So, how many of you took a shower this morning? Okay, wait, keep your hands up, keep your hands up. Look around the room. If you're looking for a date, just make sure. Okay, all right. Stand up, stand up. Pretend you're in the shower, okay? Okay, feel the warm water coming down on you. Okay, it's lovely. So every time you take a shower, we're going to do some stretching while we're in the shower. Okay? So shoulder shrugs. Bring your shoulders up. Pinch your shoulder blades back together and bring them down. Are you breathing or are you holding your breath? Inhale. Pinch your shoulder blades. Exhale. Inhale. Pinch back. Exhale. I feel good. Now stretch your arms forward. 
You feel that in between your shoulder blades? That's where everybody is so tight. Bend forward. Just stretch that area. Go side to side. Do you feel that? Anybody feel tight? Okay. Okay. It's okay if you hit each other. It's all right. Meet somebody new. Okay. Next stretch is drop your, sh- your head down. Drop it down. Oh. You feel that? Doesn't that feel good? So you can do these stretches while you're in the shower. You can also do them during your health breaks. For those of you that work on the computer, you should be doing this every hour, every two hours, taking stretch breaks. Does anybody feel tight? Sorry. My ear thing got clipped with my stretching. Um, Then you can turn your head from side to side. Okay. So that's in the shower. How many of you brush your teeth? See, I'm really into proper hygiene. Um, How long are you supposed to brush your teeth for? Two minutes. Okay. Okay, I just... Guys, I want to give you a hint. Girls like boys who can dance, okay? Just I'm just giving you a little bit of advice. So how many of you were ballerinas, girls? When you were little, I took ballet when I was five. Um, How many boys took ballet? (laughs) Okay, this is your prime opportunity. So you can, okay. This is first position, right? Okay, so you're going to be brushing your teeth and you're going to be doing your plies. Okay? (laughs) But this is going to strengthen your inner and outer thighs, guys. Remember to tighten what? Your buttocks, right? Tighten as you come up. So, two minutes a day. Actually, four, because you should brush your teeth at night, too, right? So, and then you're supposed to put moisturizer on your face. Just a note, especially with the winds and everything, you want to keep your face moist. So, everybody has a vanity, right? So, you can do push-ups on your vanity, right? So, you get two minutes of push-ups on your vanity. It's hard. I don't want to fall but if you do that so pretty much you've already exercised you stretch in the shower you've done your push-ups your plies inner and outer thighs i mean that's pretty good isn't it i'd say so okay sit down you know of course pastor rick took my line again about the grocery store where you're supposed to park farther away right but he did not mention, when they ask you if you want paper or plastic, what do you say? Plastic only. I'm sorry for go green. I'm sorry. But right now, if they still have plastic, you tell them to divide your groceries in two, put them in the plastic, and then you can do your bicep curls on your way to, to the car, right? Over the head. Okay? you got to fit fitness in your life. You're going to take the stairs or the elevator. Right. Like at Walk and Worship, if you come, if you want to advance at the Terrace Cafe, you can run up the stairs and they're doing push-ups on the railings and everything. So you can have an advanced workout. You don't have to just walk around so we can do all different facets of exercise. Uh, the most valuable exercise I ever found when I was on the raw diet because I was researching on cancer and cancer prevention. How many of you heard of a rebounder? It's a mini trampoline. I have one at home and I have one at the office. If you ever want to try it out, just stop by at my office and jump. Okay, when you were a kid, did you jump on the bed? What did your mother say? Don't jump on the bed, right? It's bad for you. You're going to fall off. But kids are intuitive. You knew that jumping was good for you. And so I started this rebounding. Rebounding is cellular exercise. It actually exercises your internal organs, and just jumping for two minutes will flush out your lymphatic system. Well, what's the number one cancer for women? Breast cancer, which is congestion in your lymphatic system. How about Hodgkin's lymphoma, congestion in your lymphatic system? So I rebound every single day, and that will help you. Not only is it great exercise, I mean, I do it barefoot, so you exercise your ankles, and it's it's easier on your joints, and you get twice a workout as if you were running, so rebounding is a great exercise that you can fit into your life. Does that make sense? Okay, so 
Motion creates positive emotion. How many of you get depressed sometimes? Okay, when you get depressed, what's your posture? Okay, so when you're not feeling good, the number one thing you need to do is move. You need to exercise. And motion, it does create positive emotion. Okay, when it comes to singles, okay, you know, a lot of singles are throwing parties these days, aren't they? Okay, but it's not exactly the kind of party I want to go to. Because what kind of party is it? Pity party. <laughs> There's nobody good left out there. Nobody talks to me. Nobody asks me out. Woe is me. All the good ones are married. I mean, hello, look it. There's 18,000 singles just at Saddleback Church alone. So, the thing is, what you think about and you think about, you bring about. So if you're in your head, you're like, there's nobody out there, there's nobody I can meet, over and over and over again, what are you inspiring for yourself? Nothing, okay? What is the most important piece of clothing to wear in the morning? Huh? Underwear? Yeah. I have red glitter underwear. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But the most important piece of clothing besides your underwear is love. In Corinthians 3.12, clothe yourself with tenderheartedness, mercy, kindness. Clothe yourself with love. Love is the most important thing that binds us together in perfect harmony. So if you, did anybody put love on this morning? I put a lot of love on this morning. Because love attracts love. Do you understand? People do nice things when you have love on. I know when I haven't put my love on in the morning, I have a bad day. When I put love on in the morning, people do nice things. A patient, a new patient of mine, I was going over her x-rays and I walk in, I said, oh, I like your necklace, that's really nice. She goes, here, take it. I was like, no, I mean, I was just saying that I liked it. I mean, I didn't say I wanted it. She goes, no, take it. I'm like, okay. So I put it on. <laughs> All right. Thanks. So I'm like, next time, I'm going to be like, oh, I like your shoes and <laughs> your car. And can I go on vacation with you? Right. But love is what binds us together. And the ultimate act of love, and we're going to practice this after because it's going to cause too much of a commotion right now. But hugs, how many of you get 12 hugs a day? And, and hugging your dog at home doesn't count. If you, if you, the dog is bonus points. But you need, you need four hugs to survive, eight hugs for maintenance, and 12 hugs to grow. So if you want to grow, maybe while you're breathing at the bank, you can hug those five people ahead of you. Just, just an idea. Just an idea. But seriously, before you leave tonight, hug at least four people just to sustain. But, I mean, if you really want to grow and live a life of excellence, I suggest you hug 12 people. If you're coming every week and you never meet anybody new, the only person you can change is yourself. The only thing constant in life is change. You need to step outside the box out of your comfort zone. Well, I'm shy. Well, I'm shy too, okay? So... You need to get out of your comfort zone and talk to people. You should be at least meeting three new people every week. Three times 50 weeks, I'll give you two weeks off, is 150 new friends. Well, they might think I'm pushy. They might think that I like them. Oh, my God, they might think that you like them? God, that would be horrible. I just don't know. I mean, my God, you have another friend. I mean, you never know. A friend might know a friend might know a friend. You, you reconnect. I mean, just going to walk and worship, I bumped into people that I hadn't seen in 10 years. I mean, it was, it's fantastic. I get to see my patients at walk and worship. I mean, it's fun for me. You never know who you might bump into. I mean, tonight, Bruce back here. This, no, this is exciting. I don't mean to bring up Bruce, but no, I hadn't seen Bruce in two years. We're good friends, and he moved to Florida. I haven't seen him. We haven't talked. And... Um, 
I was listening to Tina Turner before I left doing my, you know, dancing. I mean, my dream is to be on Dancing with the Stars. I'm hoping that they have Dancing with the Doctors and they call me up so that I can be on. But I was dancing to Tina Turner, and I was reliving this moment. I, I've worked on Tony Robbins, and he has me come in and adjust him. And we were at the pond, and there was 18,000 people there. And uh, Bruce, you know, helps out Tony, and he's one of the six dancers out there getting the crowd all riled up. I mean, my big dream, I want to dance, I want to be out there. And uh, so Bruce came out there, and he's like, here, put this T-shirt on and get out there. I'm like, well, what steps are we supposed to do? You know, I'm like, I don't even know the moves. He's like, just get out there and dance. So I was reliving that moment, actually, when I was listening to Tina Turner, and here I get here. And Bruce is here. He's like, I'm moving back to California. I saw on the program. I just got back here last week. I saw you in the program, and I didn't call you because I wanted to surprise you. And I was like, and he had relived that moment too, he told me. He was listening to some music today. So, you know, I must have put double dose of love on today. You guys, I'm telling you, it works. It works. Spiritual fitness. The more busy you are the more time you need God. I'm too busy for him. Okay? No. No. Spiritual fitness. When I wake up in the morning, I, I have a journal. I write in my journal. I read the Bible. I have three different devotionals. I just can't figure out which one I like, so I just read all of them. And, uh, and I come up with great ideas in the morning. And the days that I miss, because I can tell the days where my journal is empty, my day isn't the same. It makes a difference. You know, Jesus always went into the wilderness to pray alone by himself. He left his cell phone, his pager, his fax, his Blackberry. His disciples were here. He's like, here, take the messages and, and let me know. Don't bother me. I'm in the mountains. But really, you need to do that. I turned off my TV 13 months ago, and I haven't turned it back on. Because I realized, you know, not that I was a big TV watcher, but, you know, you come home, you flick it on, you don't end up reading, you don't end up exercising, you don't end up doing the spiritual fitness. So it's really uh, trained me that I spend more time with God in a peaceful state, and that's what Pastor Rick is talking about. Be still and know that I am God. And that is the only time you can do that. And I pray for my patience. I ask God for wisdom every day on my patience. And um, it makes a huge difference. So when you're stressed out, you need to pray. You need to believe. That's why I wore my ruby red slippers. Because you need to believe in God. You need to believe in your mind. And you need to believe in your heart. This is where it's at, guys. Right here in your heart. It makes a difference. And now, you know, we all need a checkup from the neck up, you know. I'm the only one that needs a checkup from the neck up. You guys don't need one. Attitude of gratitude. You know, I, uh, you know, my office is in the Oak Tree Village. Everybody knows the Oak Tree Village because they're like, oh, that's where the fire was. You know where the, do you guys remember the five alarm fire? Uh, two years ago, I got to my office. I saw two fire trucks, a puff of smoke. And I said, is it okay if I go to my office? They're like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. It's just, you know... Nothing, nothing. So my first patient actually was Carol Cooper, and she works at Saddleback Church. And so I adjusted her, and I heard this big explosion. First I thought it was my adjustment, but, I mean, it was, I mean, this thing exploded. I ran outside. I mean, the whole entire center, like, blew up, like a bomb hit it. And so I'm like, I think I should probably, you know, leave. And um so immediately, Carol began praying for my office, for the safety of my office, that my office wouldn't burn down. So it was the biggest fire in Saddleback Valley. I mean, there was 100 firemen, and they worked round the clock for five hours. I mean, I've, I've never seen anything. When you talk about worry, I mean, is worrying going to put the fire out? Is worrying going to make a difference? So I began praying, and I began calling people to pray to save my office. So... For five hours, I mean, the firemen are like pretty much telling me, your office is going to burn down. But I knew, I believed, I believed, I believed that it wasn't. So the fire, here's my office right here. The fire stopped right here. Is that a miracle? And then when I got back into the office, there was about 50 messages from people, you know, that said they were praying because they heard about the fire. And it was just amazing. 
So worrying doesn't resolve anything. You need to surrender to God. And so then they rebuilt the office, and I re-signed my lease. They increased my rent two grand a month. I'm thinking, you guys are supposed to lower my rent because of the inconvenience. No, let's increase it. So, so I remodeled my office, new carpet, new painted, all that. Then last year at Thanksgiving, I just got done right before Thanksgiving, and I um, came back on Monday. And normally I don't go out to lunch on Monday. I just work straight through the day. For some reason, we all decided to go out. I come back from lunch. And I see nine good-looking firemen at my front door. I'm like, God is good. This is my lucky day. But unfortunately, it wasn't a social visit. They're like, Dr. Maloof, open the front door. There's a flood. And uh, 10,000 gallons of water had come through somebody's water heater. They didn't know how to shut it off. So 10,000 gallons of water came through the ceilings. Complete destruction. I mean, I was... I wanted to cry. I wanted to get angry. But then I said, okay, God's testing me again. You know, the fires, the floods. So I decided <laughs> the locusts are coming, but I'm going to hold out on them. So I said, I'm not going there. So immediately I said, what can I be grateful for? So then I started thinking, well, I'm grateful that the ceiling didn't fall on my head, that nobody, no patients were there at the time, that we happened to be out of the office. I'm grateful I still have my hands. And I just flooded myself with what can I be grateful for? And then, you know, I changed my whole state of mind. And, you know, for three weeks we were at cement floors, these big uh, obnoxious fans blowing all over. And uh, the thing is, what patients notice is that we went on, you know, with love and we didn't even talk about what was going on. It was more about what can we be grateful for? So I started getting magic markers and I started writing on the floor like different words and quotes all along down the hallway. And people would come in and say, oh, what'd you write today? You know, and uh, through all that, I mean, my practice actually, I think, increased. I don't even know how with, uh, you know, this disaster going on. But it's all about here, like Pastor Rick said, it's not about the building, about what's inside of you. You know, it's about the love. It's about the healing. And uh, now when I walk down the halls, it's all remodeled again. I can think about those words, peace, love, harmony, balance, underneath the carpet that I know what happened. And uh, I just thank God for protection for the rest of my practice and nothing else happens. Please, dear God, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> okay. I have these lovely golf balls. I'm keeping the pink one. You know, this is another health tip. For those of you, I'm going to drop these down in front. Okay, golf balls. This is a great health tip. You can keep golf balls under your desk. Take your shoes off and roll them under your feet. Have you ever heard of foot reflexology? Anybody ever seen a foot reflexology chart? Okay, there's 200 nerve endings on the bottom of your feet. So if you roll the golf balls under your feet, keep them under your desk, you can do this while you're burning the fat while you chat and all that. (laughs) Drinking your water and whatever. So I gave my patient an idea. Put two golf balls in a little box and give it as a gift with a foot reflexology chart. So that's how I ended up with a pink one. She brought me pink. But if you can do that, this is the number one stress tip. I'm telling you, it is fantastic. If you look at a chart, you can see where the nerves affect your health. So use those golf balls. Epsom salt bath. How many of you take a bath at night? For those of you who didn't take a shower, I suggest tonight. But Epsom salt is really inexpensive. You can, for, for two bucks, you can buy this big, huge container of Epsom salt, and it's a natural muscle relaxer. So two cups of Epsom salt in the bath will help you relax, okay? So now we're going to review a day in the life of Maloof, okay? So you're going to learn, okay, so when you wake up in the morning, what are you going to say? I am so thankful for the wonderful day I'm about to have, right? And what kind of day is it going to be? A wonderful day. I gave you that statement, good morning, this is God. I'll be handling all your problems today to have a good day. That is a mirror. Put that on your mirror so you see that in the morning. In my mirror at the office, I have I love me above it. Because if you don't love yourself, you know, I mean, you need to love yourself. You need not to trip over the cords back here. Um, so, 
And then uh, you're going to do your stretches, low back stretches in bed, right? You're going to take a shower. What are you going to do? Neck and shoulder stretches. You're going to breathe. What are you going to drink in the morning? Good. What are you going to have for breakfast? Alkalizing protein shake, something healthy. What are you going to do while you're brushing your teeth? And then moisturizer, push-ups. When you're on the phone, what are you going to do? Burn fat while you chat, right? I can't decide which one I should drink. I can't decide. Tell me. Yeah, I think I'll have a glass of water instead of a glass of sugar, right? Special treat before I go to bed. What are you going to have for lunch? Salad. Salad. You can have healthy proteins and fats. You're going to take health breaks or coffee breaks? What are you going to do during your health breaks? Breathe, relax, stretch, drink water, have fresh fruit, and then dinner, pizza? How about a nice piece of sandwich, some spinach, and a potato? You're going to take the stairs or the elevator? You're going to go to walk and worship at 6 o'clock? Yes. Okay, at the end of the day, gratitude journal. Write down five things that you're grateful for. I've been keeping a gratitude journal, and uh, it makes a huge difference, and that's something that you can read in the morning. Then at night, you pray and surrender to God, relieve all the stress that you've had throughout the day. So how many of you think you want to take a 30-day challenge? Okay. If you can't take a 30-day challenge, how about a 24-hour challenge? <laughs> how about a two-minute challenge? Something. Okay. For those of you who want to take a 30-day challenge, how many of you think you can implement at least half of what we talked about today? Good. How about 100%? Woohoo! Come on. I want more than that. Higher. So, I want you, you know, remember, we're going to be the healthiest church in America. We're going to revolutionize health. So, if you take these ideas and implement them into your life, it's going to make a big difference. So, of course, every great athlete needs a coach. And you might forget half of what I talked about tonight. So, I've created tools to implement what you've learned, but on a more specific level. And I woke up feeling generous this morning, so I want to review, and we have this in the back, my health eating book. It has recipes. I'm really not into spending a lot of time in the kitchen. You know, five-minute meals, those are my recipes. If it can't be done in five, ten minutes, I can't do it. We have a food diary, healthy eating tips. (laughs) Renew your heart. These are positive quotes that God gave me. They're quotes, and they're also questions for reflection and Pages for journaling. Um, I have my stress audio tape. This whole alkalize energize tape. It tells you the, in detail. I mean, it, I could be here for five hours talking about this. Uh, my 10 minutes of better health. You pop it in your computer. You can learn how to take care of a headache. Carpal tunnel. Fit while you sit. Ergonomics. Yes, this is really me. This is a stretch. You are like walk in my office. Is that really you? I don't know, somebody that looks like me. But this is my stretch uh, tape. These are the exercises that I do. I even have special exercises, spinal balance to rebalance your body. Um, We have these products in the back. Uh, For tonight, what we're going to do, the books are $10. Um, The stretch is uh, $20. So uh, for the two books in the stretch video, it would be $40. If you want to get that, we're going to throw in the Alkalize Energize tape, which is normally $10, so you get that for free. So this would basically cover the physical, the nutritional, and the emotional stress components that you could practice on a daily basis. Uh, If in addition you want um, this 10 minutes to better health, we're going to do that at half price, which would be half of 20, which is 10, and the stress half price for $5. So we have that available in the back, and I'll be more than happy to sign your books and give you a hug. Also, uh, newsletter, we do an online newsletter once a month with the latest health trends, the latest fitness information. So if you'd like to receive that, please fill that out and hand it in the back. 
Also, if you have a company or organization you'd like to have me come speak, on my website I have at least 10 different topics. Once again, Pastor Rick talked about creating a wealth of health for your life. That is one of my topics. I think he looked at my website and took my info personally, but kidding. But so please hand that in. It's been a very exciting night for me. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I hope you've learned something. I hope you can take something home with you. And please meet at least three people, get at least 12 hugs, and share this information with your friends and family. God bless you. I wish you infinite abundance, health, and well. Thank you. And, uh, and tonight, uh, if anybody wants to, we're going to drive through uh, Del Taco. <laughs> and then if, if any of you are early risers, we're going to Denny's uh, for a little, uh, my favorite, the moon's over Miami. <laughs> so if you're, you're into that, then we'll see you at 5 o'clock in the morning. We'll, we'll chug that down with a Coca-Cola and a glass of sugar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'm so glad that Dr. Maloof agreed to come do this tonight and, uh, and that she's part of our Saddleback family and part of our singles community and, and loves life. I think that's, uh, that's something great and positive that we all heard tonight. So I'm glad you were here. Let's close in prayer, and then you guys can be on your way to uh, a better, more abundant life after tonight. God, thanks for tonight. Father, I pray your blessings over these lives. God, I pray that... Um, that we would be able to use these tools to really put them into practice in our lives. Uh, Father, you don't desire for us, for our mouths just to be a garbage disposal where we just kind of shove all kinds of stuff uh, in our face. But Father, you, you realize and you show us in your scripture that our body is actually the temple where you dwell. And Father, we do want to take care of our twimp- temples. And, and Father, we do recognize that as long as we are here on this earth, we have those days to be able to tell other people the good news about Jesus Christ and share with them the joy that we have found in you. God, may we be your messengers. And Father, thanks for tonight um, and all that you're doing in our lives. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Good to see you next week. I think what I'm going to talk about, I was going to do relationships. I think next month now is going to be stress-free relationships. Okay? Yeah.